what I tell people now is exit planning is really just business planning. Yes. You know, what are your goals? What are your resources? How do you obtain enough resources to achieve your goals? And it's just following down a path like that. It's, mm-hmm. It is. It's very straightforward. Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. Are you looking to increase your exit planning work? Are you tired of reinventing the wheel with every client? Possibly looking to streamline the process? Then the BEI planning license is for you. Receive the industry's only plan creation software developed exclusively by BEI for BEI advisors. You'll also gain access to implementation tools developed specifically to keep the advisor team moving together. Get personal, individual training and support for your plan design concepts. Get started today by visiting exitplanning.com forward slash license. That's exitplanning.com forward slash license. Attract and engage your clients in the exit planning process. John, you said that you brought a topic today, and I don't know what it is, so you're going okay. to surprise me a little bit, I think, so, and tell me what we want to talk about. So this is going to be a little interesting today because I want you to talk about, or us to talk about, exit planning. I mean, okay. this is what we do as a company, is we train advisors and support advisors in exit planning for their clients, so I thought maybe, just maybe, we should talk about exit planning. All right, we can do that for okay. a minute. So let me kick it off by saying... A lot of advisors come to our training sessions, our boot camps, and, you know, we go around at the very very beginning and say, well, what brought you here? Why are you here? And very often they're saying, well, because I've done some planning work for my uh, business owner members, but I feel as though it's incomplete. It feels like I'm recreating the wheel every time I meet with a new client and talk to them about planning. And what I need is a process. So as really the person who has refined the exit planning process over the last 15 or 20 years, tell me first, what is the exit planning process? And then secondly, why is it important? Sure. Okay. Well, we'll try to, we'll try to give sort of the, the um, most common kind of description of the planning process, because if there is, if there are business owners listening today, mm-hmm. uh, it's my view that they should insist that the advisors that they work with use a process that is sort of definable and clear mm-hmm. and that and preferably something that's been used before by others that works. But ultimately, I'm not going to say anything to describe our process that's particularly um, different or even, you know, proprietary or anything it's, like well, it's that. Well, not, yeah. Yeah, we just do what we think works best for business owners, given the fact that they have some complexity in their situations, that there are moving parts, and that everything that we do for a business client affects everything else that we do. So that's really important. I was talking to some advisors yesterday about that, that you you can't really separate uh, work for business clients into silos or departments or... um, or isolated areas because everything connects to everything else. Yeah. So, okay. if I'm interject? teaching a class, okay. yes, okay. of course. Okay, thank you. 
So what I tell people now is exit planning is really just business planning. Yes. You know, what are your goals? What are your resources? How do you obtain enough resources to achieve your goals? And it's just following down a path like that. It's, mm-hmm. It is. It's very straightforward. It's been around forever. Yeah. We just apply it to owners who are thinking of leaving their business someday. This is true. And our surveys say that 80% of business owners, give or take a couple of percentage points, at any given time, are kind of thinking of themselves on a 10-year time yeah. horizon, right? Or less. Mm-hmm. Or less. Yeah. But no more than 10 years. So 80% of the business owners out there are thinking, okay, what? how do I see my ownership, my business, my company kind of evolving and transitioning from what it is today to something else over the next mm-hmm. 10 years. So it's our job as advisors to support that. And I think it's the job of business owners to acknowledge that that's what they're thinking about, not just in a survey, but to the people who they go to for help and then say, okay, how are you going to help me? So if you're a business owner and you come to me today and you say, tell me how, tell me how your process works, Elizabeth, tell me what you would do, mm-hmm. then I would basically give these kinds of sort of milestones or I don't know, I sometimes call them like pegs in the board. Like these are the things that I know are going to happen. And this is the order that they're going to happen in. And everything else is going to modify a little bit based on the unique situation of each client. So from the minute that I start doing planning, I'm going to need to know things. So I will get phone calls today saying, you know, I have a client. Do you think I should recommend this to them? And I say, I have no idea. I don't have enough information. Right. So I'm very reluctant to do to give any kind of planning advice when a business owner asks me when another advisor asks me no business advice from me until I know enough to really be useful to somebody Mm -hmm. and I just think Mm -hmm. that's pretty basic but we say it out loud because that's what that's what business owners should expect from their advisors advisors who come in with a solution first I maybe would be a little bit suspicious that they don't know enough about me and my business to really understand whether that works or not so a lot of information mm-hmm. gathering data collection information gathering some people will call it discovery so i don't really care what mm-hmm. you call mm-hmm. it but i need to i need to know a lot of things and that's going to include goals uh facts about the company the family the owner the personal situation and the business situation mm-hmm the employees, the industry, all kinds of things. Lots and lots of different things are going to get included in that. And from that, I'm going to be able to start to sort of identify things um, things that I think we might be able to do. Because again, during that gathering portion mm-hmm. of my process, I learned a lot about the business owner's goals. That was included in there. So, so now I'm trying to match those things up. So one thing about the, the planning process, too, as I listening to you talk about that, is if I was just an estate planning attorney, which I was at one point, Mm -hmm. it would be impossible for me to do what you're talking about because my frame of reference would be so narrow. The questions Mm -hmm. I could ask based upon my profession Mm -hmm. would be very narrow. So part of what I think a process allows you to do is, one, to go along a track so you're not going to be diverting into different channels that may not be relevant, but you're also going to be on a track that brings in all of the information and all the skill sets of other advisors that are necessary to create a plan that really works well. Mm-hmm. Because as a professional, you can't do that. 
you can do an exit plan from the perspective of an insurance advisor or a financial planner or a lawyer or a CPA, but that's going to be too confining. Yeah, I agree. And we're going to, and that's going to come up again a little bit later in my process. It is. Yes, it is. So what we've done now. Do I know about this yet? I'm going to tell you about it in a second here. (laughs) So my first part of my process is to, is to learn things, learn about the particular client that I'm working Uh with. And like I said, that's both <clears throat> goals and objectives, priorities and preferences, concerns, challenges, and also lots of facts, just data. Okay, so take all of that stuff. And I start to sort of sort out, okay, well, we're trying to accomplish these goals and I have these facts to work with. And what are the tools that I have in my planning toolbox that might be worth considering? And I'm going to err on the side of, of identifying more. And I'm going to kind of work through... Uh, Uh, my process for saying okay if I'm trying to achieve these goals and I have this information Mm -hmm. to work with what are some ways that that happens now every advisor can do that so I might do it using our epic planning software but you don't have that software you might have a different method that you do it but I think the process of sort of starting to just identify tools or solutions or strategies that might take these facts applied to these goals and help us achieve them is important to do because I'm going to work with my client at that point to understand okay I'm thinking that we might need to work on this area and maybe we can use these kinds of solutions business owner John how does that make you feel what do you think about that have you done that before Uh, it would here would be some pros and cons so I want to get you involved Mm -hmm. as my client in my planning process and if you and I are feeling like okay we've understood the situation and the possible solutions mm-hmm. or action steps <clears throat> that might be beneficial. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in those other advisors that right. you were talking about. I want them to bring all of their ideas to the table. I am not pretending to be the person who knows everything. I wanted to start the process, but I need all of those advisors, everyone who's got subject matter expertise that is not my own, and I want them to put all of their ideas, good, bad, weak, strong, crazy, well, and that's, traditional, and all And that's on the, the way table. to do it because what you're doing as the exit planning advisor at the beginning is not providing advice. You're not pro- providing expertise. Mm-hmm. You're trying to understand where the client is and what the client has and where the client wants to be. Right. And once you understand that, then you can efficiently bring in the appropriate advisors to give tax advice to um, to talk about different ways of incenting the management team all these different other specialties of which mm-hmm. we're special I mean you were you were an attorney I was an attorney so we were all specialists but we realized that that's way too confining for an owner who's thinking of leaving his business mm-hmm. and then there's one other thing I wanted to say when you're talking about that when you're gathering in all of these goals for the owner and facts is that owners are wrong all of the time about the value of their company, the amount of money they want to live on, the likely return on their investments, the growth rate of the business, how long they're going to live. So, Right, they're wrong about pretty much all those things. about all of that. And we all are because none of us are specialists in all those different things you just named. So part, and so I can say that as a lawyer, I I know that because we've done thousands of exit plans, but I can also tell that to a client, and the client's going to say, "Well, you're just a punky lawyer." 
what do you know about a good rate of return on investments? Mm -hmm. And they're right. Right. That's, to get somebody to the table. You bring them in. Who you can bring, talk about that. that. The advisory team is so critical. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, we have all of these people. I think collaboration is really important. Uh, almost all, like all successful businesses and almost all businesses are just complicated enough that there won't be one advisor who can help them. I would be a little nervous about an advisor who says they only work alone or they can they can pretty much take care of everything. I'd be a little bit concerned. Maybe a very very simple situation that would work. And then and then if I'm a business owner, I'm thinking you just brought a bunch of people to the table and had them all contribute to this process. So I think you just cost me a lot of money. The reality is that it's really not that expensive. And so we don't, probably don't have to get into the details yeah. of how much because it's going to vary. That would be another podcast. Yeah, it's going to vary yeah. quite a lot based on who you're talking to and where you, where you are in the country, things like that. But I would say my experience is that in the scheme of things, mm -hmm. this collaboration at the beginning is the value of it far exceeds mm -hmm. the cost of getting it yeah. done. You might be paying a couple of people who are hourly at a meeting that's that's maybe if it's long it's going to take three hours just that expense and the cost of getting everybody to participate in the process mm -hmm. is not going to be a problem when you compare it to the overall success of any handful of the planning solutions mm -hmm. that get brought to the table yeah and so i think you know that's another point to talk about but i want to get back to the exit plan yeah, process we're not finished as with well. the process yet yeah we're going to have to get back to that but Owners are concerned about that. I would be concerned about that. Mm -hmm. You're going to bring in three or four different professions, and you're going to talk about my situation. That's going to be so expensive. But it doesn't really come off that way. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to gather the information. Right, and we're only just going to do that do it once. one time, and just you are going to do that initially. And then we share it with right. everyone at the table, right? We might bring in... Uh, somebody to help value or give us an idea of the value sure. of the business we might bring in a financial planner to uh, have a make sure that we're clear on what the financial needs are going to be of the owner uh, and that would be those would be one-offs but by the time the advisors are going to start looking at it again we're the planning advisor is going to bring those advisors in as needed and they're going to have the roadmap so they're not starting all over again. That's what the process does is it develops this roadmap. Right. And then we're all working from yeah. the same set of information. We all have the benefit. And, it, and especially if the person leading the process does not have a significant ego, it's extremely helpful to the client. Well, you're talking about me then. I, I can't say one way or the yeah. other. But what I can say is I know of, I know of advisors, and I won't name them, who who want to be perceived as being the best, the top, the smartest, have the most knowledge or ex expertise or awareness uh -huh. of planning solutions. And I really had the opposite view of working with clients, which is that they, what they're gonna appreciate about me is that I'm not gonna pretend to know all the answers. And so I have, in our training programs, lots of stories that I tell where I'm working with a business client and I have an idea or I might be sort of about to make an assumption and another advisor who works for that client brings up an issue or, mm -hmm. a, or a reason why something won't work mm -hmm. is what happened pretty frequently. What if we do this? Oh, someone else at the table says, you can't actually do that. 
uh, because of this thing in the business and here's what it is and and I know that but you maybe didn't Elizabeth and I would say well thank God I brought everybody to the table you know so that I could find this out because I'm very concerned that I might have an idea that's a terrible idea for the client I need somebody to point Mm -hmm. that out to me because ultimately I'm not trying to look like anybody's hero I'm just trying to get the best outcome so if if I have to be wrong early yeah. on in the planning process in order to get a good outcome for the client then that's so what, what does do. that so now we've we've met with the client we've got we know what their goals are mm-hmm. um, we know what their resources really are we know accurately what they need in order to be able to leave the business on their terms where does the process take us now? Now we've met, we're meeting with, we're collaborating with advisors. Yep, collaborating with Using other a roadmap. Advisors, right. What's the next part? So in the next phase, it sort of goes from working with this team of advisors after you kind of put every idea, including the kitchen sink ideas, out on the table. We start pulling things off the table to say, okay, neat idea, but not going to work for this reason. Great idea, but too expensive. Mm-hmm good idea but probably needs to be more analysis before we can decide so we have lots of different things we're talking about personal solutions business internal business solutions planning solutions we're talking about all different kinds of things and we start to get rid of the stuff that really is just going to turn out to not be as good but I think that's much easier to do than starting with a blank piece of paper and telling myself I got to write a plan now and most of what we're we're getting to at this point I think I would call design issues how yeah. are we going to design it? it's sure. not this is the product that solves everything for this client it's right. not about a it's not so much a product discussion although we could talk about that there are particular products that yeah. we're going to want to evaluate yeah. so in any little aspect i might be i might be looking at two or three different kinds of things mm-hmm. that i think might work and the advisor team is kind of talking them over and weighing the pros and cons and trying to present the business client with an explanation and the benefits and risks, because mm-hmm. my experience mm-hmm. is that business owners are good at making decisions when presented with that kind of information. Mm-hmm. Here's the goal. Here's a solution that we've identified. Here are the upsides and here are the downsides. Compare it to these other one or two or whatever it is. And I find business owners to be very capable of making a good decision when presented with that amount of information. So, so when does the owner make that decision? Kind of as the advisor team is working through these ideas mm-hmm. and has narrowed them down to the ones that they think are effective mm-hmm. and best, mm-hmm. but they might have a couple of different ways to accomplish some of the goals that the owner mm-hmm. has articulated. And if there are multiple ways to get a thing done, mm-hmm. you know, to motivate the top employees. There's maybe in my case, there's a couple of different ways we could transition some ownership to a child who's working in the business. Mm-hmm. I got it down to two different things I think would work for your purposes, business owner. Let me explain both to you so that you can make an informed decision. So I'm now, trying to narrow it all down to things that owners can really <clears throat> feel good about making a decision if I'm going to put them in that situation. So you're going to take, in, a, in the process, you're going to take the basically the joint decisions or thoughts of the different advisors. Mm-hmm. You're going to go back, you're going to meet with the client and say, here's what we've come up with. Yes. Because the client's not going to want to meet with five advisors at their hourly rate. Not really, and you want them, you know, and and business owners have short attention spans. We want them to get the information that they need, 
and not have to listen to five of us explaining or, you know, sort of, you know, the idea of my process is to collect all of the advice in one place that is very consistent mm -hmm. and very structured so that all of the different voices and temperaments and opinions of the advisor team are kind of pushed out and just the, just the solutions okay. are there for a business owner to make decisions about. And they're probably also going to work one-on-one -on -one with some of those advisors on things that are highly technical mm -hmm. or, or very specific to that advisor's expertise. So nobody's, prevent, nobody's putting up a wall between right. a client and the individual <clears throat> advisors. I think there's a lot of working one-on-one -on -one with the client talking to their business coach about this and to their CPA about that and to their estate planning lawyer about another. Mm -hmm. I think some of those conversations are best had if they are, if they are a direct line of communication. And then once we've narrowed down the solutions that, to that are to be presented to the client and the client in, in cases where it's necessary has made a decision, that creates, for me, it's a final written set of action steps for other advisors. They don't do a final set of written action steps. They immediately start just doing the things that the client decided. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with both ways because the client has gotten good information, has made the decisions they need to make, and now we're going to go. There's a little step there at the end where whatever we did decide, I need to get people who are going to be affected by these planning solutions on board. Meaning, might, meaning advisors or employees? Might or? be employees. It's really stakeholders in, mm -hmm. the, in the plan yeah. uh, implementation. So this could be employees, could be my co-owners, could be family members, mm -hmm. could be a spouse, could be um, uh, a bank could be the bank yes yeah, so it could yeah. be any number yeah. of parties that are going to be affected by the things we came up with because if we just go in our bubble and make a bunch of planning decisions and then come out and start implementing we've maybe left a little step out so at the end of the process and I like it at the end I don't try to bring it in too soon I want to get people involved mm -hmm. and and there's a, it was probably an entire episode on how to do that. But once I've done that, then I think we're going to move on towards implementing over a schedule that might take years. And okay. so with that, I that's where my process would end. And so maybe that's where we should end this podcast. Right. And why do we have this process? Yeah. Because it helps our clients, right, and gets better outcomes. Mm -hmm. Great. And in the end, that's why we plan right? That's why we plan. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.